Good morning, everyone. I'm your host, Claudia Shamba, welcoming you to the July 8, 2014 edition of Ask a Leader. At this show's printing, all of my guests are busily putting the last touches on the week's openings, the Orange County Fair, and the UCI Artists in Residence exhibition. The Orange County Fair will be showcasing food and, yes, craft beers in a big way. We'll be talking well beyond the deep-fried zone with black market bakery owner Rachel Klemick, along with Robin Wagner and Renee Fontes. Then, in inauguration of the summer session of the UCI Artists in Residence Exhibition at the Claire Trevor School of the Arts, they'll be talking about their work. My guests, Selwa Sweden, Oscar Castrillon, and curator Laura Maurer. We'll do our best to get all that done in the next half hour, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. My first guests are Rachel Klemick, Robin Wagner, I hope, and certainly on board is already Renee Fontes. All their hands and minds on the culinary angles uh, at this year's Orange County Fair. Rachel Klemick was last on Ask a Leader after her successful campaign on Kickstarter in the expansion of her black market bakery. She's become hold on folks i'm not i am not stretching this she's become the wolfgang puck of orange county dough i'm not kidding oh jesus <laughs> so no this is where you're Cre- too much claudia uh, so uh, we will get uh, i'll introduce her and i believe she'll be on a little bit robin wachner serves as the communications director of the orange county fair and event center where she oversees all media relations except for maybe kuci on some mornings social <laughs> media and communication efforts for the annual fair as well as year-round events a native new york Robin graduated from New York University with a bachelor's degree of science. Before joining the OC, Orange County Fair team, Robin worked for Buy.com, Western Growers, The Queen Mary, and Disney Channel. Now, Renee Fontes, in 1987, opened Dinner at Eight Productions, which became one of the preeminent special events catering business in the Orange County, California area. She authored Cook Like a Caterer, Party-Sized Recipes for Catering Business in the Orange County, California area. She uh, this uh, Also, it's a, as I said, it's an entertaining cookbook. She is the program director for the culinary department at the Orange County Fair and is a master food entertaining uh, preserver. Wait, oh, uh, yes, we're going to talk about more of those uh, at the contributions at this fair. <laughs> Renee writes two food blogs for catering and continues to work under the catering banner. Fresh Ideas Event Services, where she offers consulting to the catering industry, chef services, event design, writing, and teaching. She attended Orange Coast College and Fullerton College and gained her business knowledge on the job, which she recommends to aspiring caterers. And welcome to the show, Renee and Rachel, and hopefully Robin soon. (laughs) Thank you. Good to be with you. Well, it's so good. Ladies, I just 
want to start with you telling us how you decided uh, on, well, Lady, uh, how you decided on ca- uh, showcasing Rachel Klemek. What did you have in mind? Well, um, I have always loved Rachel <laughs> and Aww. her product. She's amazing. And I've always wanted, um, you know, to, to uh, showcase her since, since the moment she first made marshmallows on stage here. Um, <laughs> and uh, throughout uh, our fair years, we've um, developed um, different ways to, to showcase industry in culinary. Um, last year, we showcased chocolate, um, and I saw the opportunity uh, to, to showcase baking, and uh, obviously, Rachel was my first choice uh, to come out and, and uh, share that part, the whole industry part of um, our baking program. And I guess for the uninitiated, which means just maybe about five more people in the 2.5 million uh, area of Orange County, those marshmallows are not your, our mother's, our marshmallows. Those are the the most sensuous, sensual ones with infusions of tropical fruits, among other things, uh, or not so tropical, so uh, exotic fruits, pomegranates, passion fruits, and all that. So this is, this is Rachel's been taking dough to a whole different zone and realm, so that's that's what Renee is uh, is talking about. Well, Rachel, build as the Black Market Bakery. Your business, it's scheduled over most of the days. You are going to be in a lot of places uh, over this uh, athletically scheduled month here. You'll be wearing two hats, one for demonstrations and the other for competition judging. So talk to us about uh, how you're going to break down those roles and uh, what, we ex- <laughs> what we're going to expect to see. Because uh, as I'm, I'm predicting, uh, this is going to be a closing comment, but I'm, I'm just predicting now that there's going to be so much incentive for people to head down, uh, thanks to all the culinary plans and others. There's so many that I think the absenteeism at the workplace is going to rival the absenteeism <laughs> of the FIFA games. We, we don't want to encourage that, of course. But, uh, you know, the fair is open during the weekends, when too. Colds, so. When colds break out in the middle of the week, that colds happen. <laughs> Um, so our our plan is we will um, thanks to Renee, you know, contacting me back in January, I believe. Maybe, was it yeah, January? Yeah, it takes a long time to plan this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems so far away then, and now we're right up against it. But um, we'll be um, basically doing three or four demos a day through the whole run of the wow. fair at our Bakeology exhibit. So we'll have a whole kind of working kitchen um, in the Culinary Arts Building. Um, I won't be doing every demo, but I have these amazing um, minions who, <laughs> will be, who will be pulling out um, all sorts of tricks of the trade that, that people can kind of glom onto and hopefully take home and use. You know, everything from, of course, signature marshmallows and brittle. That's one of my go-to demos. We'll be doing stuff with cakes, tarts, um, mixing bread doughs, shaping breads. So the idea is to have the public really kind of see behind the scenes well, Rachel, what goes on. With all due respect, the minions really are much more bohemian in their comportment. So they're <laughs> they're they're going to be a quite a draw. You you you've uh, vetted some pretty amazing staff over at Black Market. We Bakery. like to call them black marketeers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we have we have a revolving cast of black marketeers that will be there selling our products. Um, that we'll be making here in our kitchen in addition to, um, to doing those demos. So they are all completely excited. In fact, we're having a staff meeting tonight to go oh. over all the final details. So, Okay, and that is at the Orange County Pavilion at 
on your Orange County Fair map. Is that correct, Renee? Um, it's actually called the OC Promenade. Oh, Promenade. Oh, I'm OC sorry. Yeah. Okay. The alliteration it's, just hung in my memory. Yeah, no problem. It's the OC Promenade, and that's where our uh, culinary exhibit um, is ho- is um, hosted. And also in the building, uh, we have a, a very active demonstration program stage, and then all the competitive entries are showcased here. I guess um, an organizational item. Renee, are you trying maybe subversively to impart a little bit of food politics in your uh, vetting of various uh, demonstrations and judges and content there? As far as politics, no. um, I would say that we just try to um, get a wide assortment of people from um, different types of industries, different skill levels, different um, backgrounds. We have people who have um, just uh, starter hot sauce companies and um, people who have established um, long, long-term restaurants. So we get people from all different walks because we want to reflect the community. And we are going to, we'll talk about those individuals because they're, they, they uh, are sliding scale on the celebrity uh, spectrum. So we'll, we'll get to that. But for those of you who've just tuned in, you're listening to Ask a Leader on 88.9 FM in Irvine, streaming all over the world at county fair parking lots and uh, tailgating parties uh, uh, on the web here at KUCI.org. My guests are Rachel Klemick and Renee Fontes with the food scoop at the upcoming Orange County Fair, which begins on this Friday, June 11th, and it goes all the way to August 10th. So, folks, <laughs> this is a this is a call to action. Go to your calendar right now. Make sure that you've got those dates in there. And then, uh, and scrolling through, there's so much, so much happening there. Well, um, so we've we're talking about uh, speaking of celebrity chefs. We can seg, we can transition with uh, Rachel into uh, some of the uh, those that Renee and Robin have scheduled Chef Ray Dewey, a food sculptor. Do you want to talk a little bit about what he will be providing over the many days throughout this month of, of, of fairdom? Sure. Um, Chef uh, Ray Dewey has been um, coming out a couple years. I guess it would be about three years now, and he's so fabulous. We love to have him back. He takes um, your everyday produce from watermelons and cantaloupes and radishes and turns them into absolute art. It's it's incredible what he does with um, a knife and a few small tools. And um, he's quick, and he just, you know, makes some beautiful things. And, and he's just wonderful to come watch, and, and um, he's a hoot, too. He, he's, <laughs> he's funny, and he's very entertaining. So it's, it's great to come out and see what he does. So what um, – yes, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What he does, and there are mostly tools that we can find. I know there's a there's a few people at the laser research facilities at UCI. They they are known to using lasers for their uh, their own kind of uh, whittling. But most of the things that uh, Chef Ray uh, uses are what we could find in our home own home. And those demonstrations could be somewhat transferable, with, oh, minus the skill set he's got. All all easy to find items, and um, he's happy to share techniques and show people how to do things. It's fun to watch. Um, he does have, um, he brings with him some, some toolkits, too, and um, he usually has some DVDs, too, if people are interested in pursuing a, a, a career in, in a food sculpture. Very good. That's going to be a, a wonderful uh, gift to take away. Well, actually, a gift and, uh, or a tool for the, uh, those 
fair goers there. And then we, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to see if we can cover as many as possible. Uh, there's Gregory, or he goes by Greggy Soriano, uh-huh. who's a, a cake dude. It's not, it's a, it's a whole different line of work than what Rachel does. What are we going right. to uh, expect um, from the Soriano chef? Uh, he does his um, his his business is uh, called Cake Lush, and he really makes um, very unique and original uh, creations. Uh, really sh- interesting um, tiered uh, special effects and things on cakes. Now, um, his his work is not to be eaten. It's it's <laughs> it's to be displayed and enjoyed. And then after you see all his stuff, you go down and eat the real stuff at <laughs> Black Market. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get the I good see. Stuff. <laughs> okay, that's the difference then. His are, um, well, look. Maybe touch, but don't taste. Yeah, they're, they're just to be observed and, and see his art. He's, he's really um, an, an artist with, with um, cake fondant and, and other um, things that he uses to put his pieces together. Okay. I'm going to go check him out for sure. <laughs> uh, right. Well, I, he has a flair. I just, I just checked him out on uh, a YouTube, and it's, uh, there's, there's a, a theatric part, and there's a kind of a familial legacy that he carries heavily on his shoulders from a, a role model in his father. So it's a, if one thinks about that, that it's not, it's not just a, a silly, kitschy uh, sh- spiel there. It's a, there's a, like a family tradition of good old hard work and inventiveness and resources. So I move on to Shale's edible sugar art. Now that was amazing to see. Uh, and I guess that is a Huell Hauser line, but he did, I think, cover what Shale used to do. But um, would you like to talk about what we can uh, get a, a, a give us a glimpse of Shale's work? Sure. Um, Shale uh, works in a medium called uh, gum paste, and it's absolutely um, edible. It's it's sugar, um, but by the time she's created uh, flowers, that's her special line. She does a lot of flowers. She also does some succulents and things out of sugar. Um, when she's finished, you can't even tell the difference between uh, what she's created and a real flower. They're incredible um, reproductions of, you know, real, real, um, real flowers and real uh, natural things. And, and it's just incredible to watch um, her do the detail that it takes to uh, recreate flowers. Okay, I've seen. Rachel Clemick's husband assemble a Yule log, and so uh, so that so there's there, it keeps going back to all this artisan. I, I don't there. think we're trying to make it look like a real log, but <laughs> we're just kind oh, of going for the essence. You, but Shale is very detail oriented and very patient. An yes, incredible artist. He, yes. He's really now um, we since we're not able to sample um, food in our in our building, um, you know just just you know for for tasting sake. That's why um, these artists are, are so interesting because at least you could uh, eat with your eyes. <laughs> right. You Feast. can really enjoy um, the, the skill level and the intricacies of their work um, and know that they're made out of sugar or um, sculpted out of fruit and vegetables. Um, it's, it's just really neat to see that, that end of it. 
Okay, now I feel like we need to balance our portions with some wholesome contributions that you brought in. There's the, both the master food preserver and bird crafting man on the on the scene, Ernest Miller, along with the the University of California uh, yeah. Cooperative Extension with food preservers. So, what will uh, they be demonstrating? Um, the uh, master food preservers is a program um, that is is created to educate the public on safe practices and um, safe preserving techniques. And they um, are here, um, they'll be out three times during the fair doing both demos on canning. Um, I believe they have a tomato demo, strawberry jam making, and um, they're always here to answer questions on how to safely uh, can fruits and vegetables. Um, They are uh, a nonprofit organization and it's it's always great to come out and talk to them about you know the latest in um, you know all the safe handling practices for for food. Um, uh, Ernest Miller is also a master food preserver, and he'll be here every day of the fair. Um, he'll talk about um, different preserving techniques from pickling to dehydrating, and um, he also does uh, some beer demonstrations. Well, I've got to thank Rachel for the music bed, the the beat of the bakering backdrop scene. So, oh, can you hear them? Uh, oh, yeah, we can totally <laughs> Back hear in that. The kitchen. <laughs> so that's uh, just this is a very uh, a very modern uh, a music bed. I want to say, folks, unintentional, and I'm proud of it. So, yeah, we've got chopping, mixing, chopping, cracking work, eggs. Oh, oven. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And everything but the breathing, the heavy breathing back there. So uh, we're going to slip through lots, uh, make lots of references because I don't want to miss the Oasis Camel Dairy at the end of this, uh, what we're going to talk about. But there's Chef uh, Bev Lazo, the uh, Culinary Trends. There's a Hell's Kitchen Season 12 person. There's Mary Platis, a cookbook author. And uh, the Heritage Museum History and Cooking, the uh, top-class gourmet pizza and eatery, Chef Carla Hall, Susan Irby, the bikini chef. I don't know what that means. At, uh, at Jam Cocktails with Natalie Sanchez, the Sunshine Grove Cheesy Contest, Claudia Nafziger with the Tea and Teacups, Jim Yador with the Dadman Farms, and Chef Kelsey Nixon signing some recent publications. Take any of a, a couple of those uh, of your pick. I'd get, get to mention them, but I'm not sure we're going to get to unpackage each one of them like the, the earlier artists. Renee. Um, Anyone you want to bring up and that that you think maybe has a maybe a lesser profile that people need well, to be drawn what? to? I just, I just wanted to, um, you know, when you bring all these people up, you, you're talking about such a range. Mm-hmm. You have people um, that are, like I said, uh, Jib Yoder is is got a home home based commercial um, salsa company. I mean, he started it in his home, and and now he's gone commercial. And it's interesting to see all the struggles he's gone through to get um, his hot sauce company going, all the way to um, you know, big name network chefs like Carla Hall and Kelsey Nixon. Um, it's it's so neat to see the range, and that's what I love about the fair is that we're able to bring um, just this broad range of people from just everyday folk. Um, to people who've been on cooking shows like Bev Lazo and um, small businesses like TNT Cups. And we have uh, Zove um, from Zove Bistro. We have um, the chefs from Ways and Means, a new restaurant. So we get everybody, um, you know, established chefs who've been around who love to come out and share. 
and we get um, brand new restaurants, and we get um, uh, some of these smaller, um, just starting out businesses. And it, that's what's so fun about the fair. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm envisioning is going to be a draw. And I'm not kidding when I think of a, uh, some sort of absenteeism that that will rival the, the FIFA World Cup watching. So uh, that's <laughs> right. no and, kidding. And Plus, one thing I wanted to point out too yes. is um, this is the first year that um, we actually have a um, editor from Bon Appetit. Uh, who will wow. be, um, she was editor for years and years, and now she pretty much is a recipe writer and cookbook author, uh, Selma Morrow, who will be um, both a judge and a demonstrator at the fair. So it's kind of neat that, um, you know, we've got all all walks. So and then a, a milestone, it's going to be the 121st anniversary for Orange County that will be celebrated at the promenade where all these uh, culinary events are presented. So that's a big deal, too. Right. Well, right. I I said it. Oh, oh one more uh, item. Uh, the, this will also be the first annual, but nobody's supposed to say first one uh, annual after saying first. You can next year you get to say second annual, but <laughs> exactly. the, the first ever uh, Orange County Brew Hee I don't know about that title because it's so <laughs> craft beer is nothing hee haw. It's it's so downtown and out there. Uh, that's going to be held this Friday, July 11th through Sunday, July 13th. That is loaded with goodies so people could take note of that and now the roll up to the oasis camel dairy it's a little bit culinary and a little bit egg can, renee can you talk to that as we're starting to close up this part of sure. the show sure it's um a really really um interesting and unique people just um kind of equate milk with cows but um the oasis camel dairy actually show us a glimpse of, of, of a whole new um or unfamiliar um, part of of that whole production of dairy that comes from uh, camels, and uh, I know they make fabulous soap out of um, out of uh, product from the camels. They make interesting lotions. They make all kinds of um, product and things from from the milk from the uh, camel dairy, and it's it's interesting to see the animals and talk to the experts, and um, you know see the connection. Of, of different cultures and things through uh, that camel dairy. So that's a non-nutritive use, but is there a, a also uh, are there nutritional properties that are uh, going to be talked about, or that's not the point? Oh yeah, that's all all there, and um, it's very informative. It's very um, interesting. It's definitely um, worth a, a visit. Well, that is wonderful. We have we have to turn everybody back because I know everybody's frantically preparing, and and Rachel's got <laughs> Rachel has her day job that are two other locations away from the fair. Some are a little close, one's closer than the other, but I, I, it's time I return you back to all those duties, and I want to thank Robin Wachner for helping arrange all of this. I'm, I'm, I wanted her to know we missed her today, but I know she's probably uh, in a crisis management mode where, wherever <laughs> she is days. with her walkie-talkies all around her waist, so um, I want to yeah. thank Rachel. I, I think uh, trying to get to a landline is hard. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I understand yeah. that. We're so particular about that with the radio medium. So I want to thank Rachel Klemick, proprietor of Black Market Bakery, and Renee Fontes, the catering food business blogging extraordinaire here on Ask a Leader, bringing us in on the Orange County Fair presentation starting this Friday. And the go-to website is ocfair.com. Ladies, thank you so much for being on the show today. 
Thank you, Claudia. Thank you right. for having us. Take care. We hope to see you soon. I, I'm going to be there as many days as I can work out with some of the other stuff. <laughs> Maybe we'll put you to work. Because some of these people I've never met, I mean, they've got me uh, leaning forward and drooling. So thanks again. Take care. Oh, Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, bye. Bye. Well, folks, I'll be back in just a few minutes with my artists, Oscar Castrillon, Selva Suedan, Laura Mar, who putting the final touches on UCI's inaugural Summer Artists in Residence. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Sugar, I remember sugar, not much of a looker, oh, but what a dream. I remember coffee-flavored Argonauts sweetening my lips. Welcome back to Ask a Leader. My uh, guests are Selwa Sweden. Uh, she's an interdisciplinary artist, designer from Malta. Her work has been exhibited in, folks, we're hopping all over the world map, Venice, London, Tokyo, and Paris. She holds a Bachelor's of Arts from Smith College. Woohoo! Recently, she was accepted to the MFA Media Design Practice Program at the Art Center College of Design, located... Pasadena. In, right there in Pasadena. Okay, where she'll begin this fall. Oscar Castrillon is a Los Angeles-based artist and cure, uh, I'm sorry, an educator working primarily in sculpture and video. Born and raised in San Fernando Valley, Os Oscar completed his BA and MFA at Cal State Northridge. He teaches third graders in LA USD Los Angeles Unified School District in the city of uh, San Fernando. The curator for this exhibition is Laura Maurer. Uh, and she earned her degree in literature and religion at the University of Iowa. Experienced in both marketing communications and market research, she plans to pursue a graduate degree in religious studies, and that is going to come out here, uh, taking an interdisciplinary approach that will include art history, literature, and archaeology. It is a threesome that is deadly <laughs> and awesome and inventive and um, Thank you, Claudia. Uh, ever inspired. So they joined me here in Studio A. Uh, welcome to the show, Oscar, Selwa, and Laura. Good morning. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. We're glad everybody is here. So what we're going to do, um, we'll take up that the, the program. It has two distinct tracks. The first is the nine-month artist track that's uh, providing access to the visiting artists. And then... Uh, here on the campus. Uh, the culmination is a group exhibition. That's going to be the main focus of today's talk at the University Art Gallery located at 712 Arts Plaza in uh, July-August. Uh, the second year is the year-long curatorial track. We'll um, just mention that in fleeting here. Participants will be earning a certificate upon completion of the individualized program. And I dare say, as they institutionalize it from this first year, it's going that certificate is going to be a real passport to uh, really vaunted opportunities because of the high caliber art we're going to be seeing starting uh, this uh, Saturday. So the opening reception is Saturday from four to eight. I'll be seeing one and all there. So that, and if they're if they're breaking out in a sweat during this interview, because there's still more work to do, just like with the Orange County Fair put together. So let's start, Oscar and Soa. Tell us how you got from where you were to here, the exhibition. From where we were to here, well, um, as you just mentioned, we started in September, and I think we each had proposals as to where we saw ourselves going towards the end of the year. 
Um, for myself, I knew I wanted to work with dancers and film. And also, um, I knew I wanted to work collaboratively with a group of people. Um, I'll let Oscar... I, that's like knowing collaboratively. That's real visionary thinking. It's not about your art alone, but how you can, with the synergy, make your message have even more impact with sure. other creativity. Yes, for sure. For sure. Most of my work was research-based, so I spent pretty much six months reading and researching and um, videotaping as well. Um, the river. So um, I want to then take it to, uh, to Laura. The theme is Kesura Sesura. I don't know. Sesura. because mm -hmm. I know in Latin that that C is a hard sound. A transcendent pause. That's the theme for this exhibition slash installation and a technique that is uh, being used through all the media that both artists are applying. What's that all about, Laura? Uh, what, that, what that is about is that, uh, you know, in, in the, the, the six-month, nine-month process that, that this this um, has been was finding out, spending time with Oscar and Selwa and finding out, getting into the details of what their work is about and what they want their the people looking at their work to come away with uh, mm. and in um, doing research uh, uh, my background as you said is literature so I really wanted to kind of bring it to I was looking at some of the the poetry terms that I that I had in my in my um, in my notes and things and and the the thought is that when people come into the exhibit and take a look at the work for both of them, uh, the thought is that people will pause and take time to reflect, and in doing so, come out thinking a little bit differently, whether it's about what they see when they look at the river mm -hmm. or when they're looking at Selma's work. It's, it's the thought of, of just stopping and taking a moment, and I felt like that's kind of true about art in general and taking the, taking the time to, to stop and think and reflect. It's kind of... <laughs> Okay, there, because there is so much to consider um, mm -hmm. with all the media that are there. Um, it's still being installed, so uh, previews are not yet uh, possible, but there, right. are, there are glimpses. Yes, <laughs> so, but we're uh, very excited to welcome everyone to the opening on Saturday. And uh, it's open to the public for yes. free. They're, you're asking for reservations just because you want to know how... Uh, we want to count noses and have an idea? Or, sure. But I don't think you'll, you're going to turn any what No, away. all they are welcome. Okay. Yes. Well, then Oscar has developed a graphics, video, and prints that depict a portion of the revitalized Los Angeles, Los Angeles River. It's hard for me to say. Mm. What did it take for you, Oscar, to imagine a wholly different landscape than a concrete-lined water drainage ditch that once was a wild river? Well, it actually began several years ago. Um, I lived around the area, so I, over the years, I've actually seen little bits of of uh, nature start breaking apart the concrete and small islands of trees and tool brush and so on. And so, the last few years, it's actually expanded from Burbank pretty much down to Elysian Park. Okay, because I know that uh, all around the country, it's catching on that the waterfront needs mm -hmm. no longer to be cut b up by paved ways. And mm -hmm. in this case, the paved way is right under the river, not a, a like an overpass freeway, sort of like in San Francisco, Seattle, or in uh, Manhattan. So it's a, it's, there's really, um, it's, there's a movement to 
invigorate as well as revitalize and it's it's a it's nothing doing nothing but bringing up property values as well as uh lowering blood pressures so those two <laughs> directions are going on there well <coughs> have you been influenced by those other projects those other waterfronts around the country actually no i haven't no. Uh, okay so this is an inside job folks the san fernando <laughs> favorite son making good with uh, his own uh, construct here well it's uh, certainly in the local news this revitalization project um in in the larger regional re restoration sense and so uh, uh have you how aware are the revitalization grassroots entities and the la county uh, aware of what you're trying to present and integrate into that project I've actually just pretty much worked on my own, um, but the progress has been going on at least for a good four years with the county and the city, as well as, uh, I believe, with the um, Army Corps of Engineers. Um, they plan to spend several billion dollars on the project. Which is going to bring, that, that billion will have that multiplier effect of many uh, economic uh, activities, recreational activities, value, which may or may mm -hmm. not be astutely counted, but we're, we're, we're going to... We keep getting good uh, lessons on that value assessment <coughs> appraisal. Well, um, I would like to then move. Uh, you've got three, I want to say, cultural components. You can s set me straight on this. It's uh, There's the Yangna, the Paksayit, Paksayit, and the Tokshi. So why don't you talk about those cultural connections to the various elements of your installation, Oscar? Sure. Yangna is actually uh, was a village that was located not too far from downtown Los Angeles. Eventually, it was absorbed by the Spanish and later Mexican communities. Um, so the whole, both pieces I named them after Yangna. Um, the video is named after the uh, indigenous language for river, which is Paxi, and. Um, the other piece is a tableau, um, and that is named um, Takshi, and which is also the indigenous word for shadow. And amazingly, uh, if you could just tell us what connection that shadow has with some other amazing, uh, I won't, it's not quite contemporary, of modern art as expressed uh, in Japan with the nuclear holocaust there. I referenced it, um, I referenced it to some photographs that I had seen before of a journalist photographer who actually had witnessed the um, devastation in Japan and some of his photographs were actually the very first ones to document the devastation and there's one particular of a shadow that was left from a victim that was obliterated after the bombing of the city. And so it, the silhouettes I see that you are now making a part of your installation among the cerebral media aspects that you uh, will pull up that shadow. And so I hope that in the, the notes that will come through so that visitors, patrons can uh, fully appreciate the the range of your references. I, it's really, really rich, and I applaud you for that. For those of you who've just joined in, this uh, reindeer game. This is where you're listening to Ask a Leader on Radio KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, streaming all over the world. My goodness, on the web at KUCI.org. My guests are Oscar Castrillon, Selva Suedan, and curator Laura Mar of this summer's Artists in Residence exhibition at UCI. Well, Laura, as 
uh, Oscar harkens back to the native population as well as civilizations further flung. So do you call up the indigenous um, uh, Katak Indians along with the uh, the ancient Greek and Han dynasties? You're making those connections with Ar Karen Armstrong references mm -hmm. uh, in Selva's work. So what... Uh, what was this in this collaboration intentional? All of these elements. Uh, that's such a good question because when we started this process nine months ago or so, we all sat down and talked about things that we were very interested in, and one of the things that came up was myth, uh, myth and ritual. And so while we didn't, we we talked about that as an interest. We hadn't gotten into the specifics of these things being like specifically things that we would be working on, but so it really was like a happy synergy that just sort of happened, and it just came together like it seems like so many things have as we put the actually install the exhibit they all just when we started I started to do the writing we all started to do the writing it all just it kind of it came together as something we just were, were working together and 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 our interests sort of melded Not that's right amazingly so, so okay so we're going to give Selwa a chance to talk about that uh, could you explain how you incorporate the components of your video your artist book the digital collage and scent. I mean, this is so many pieces here. With your troupe of collaborators, Crystal Sepulda, she's a, a dance choreographer, Jacqueline Steele of, of I don't know, guest, guest perfumes. That's right, goest as goest. in whether, whether thou goest or oh, ghost. ghost. Ah. It's a play on words. Uh, and Louise Griffin, a designer. The, you put so many things together. Yeah, so, so take it away. I couldn't <laughs> resist. Um, well, I think going back slightly to what you were just asking, Laura, about the Kathak Indian narrative dance and the Han Dynasty dance. A lot of my motivation and research started with myth, and ethnography really plays a strong part into what drives me in terms of really looking for stories within cultures or unexpected rituals or exploring movement of different cultures to start comparing and um, finding these hidden moments that really become the meat or the content of my work. Um, and working with dancers is a very collaborative process because it's both choreographed and there's also a lot of improvisation. And initially I was um, drawn to working with these two women with the Kathak and the Han Dynasty training because um, I had been auditing a graduate course in dance choreography with Lisa Noggle, fantastic here professor UCI. here at UCI. So, you know, going back to the original reason why I was interested in the art residency was that the program not only had a great art department, but also a fantastic dance program, both undergrad and graduate, with highly skilled dancers, a wonderful range of professors. So that was really a place for me to draw and cast talent. And we had a workshop taught by a Kathak Indian narrative master who came to our wow. course. And she introduced me to one of her protégés, who's also a teacher. Um, but that's kind of one of the tangents, collaborative tangents, I could um, talk about. Another is last year I met Jacqueline Steele of Goist, who we just introduced. And I knew right away I wanted to work with her, probably because... Um, of the chance to investigate this whole new field um, that I was drawn to. And it's been a really wonderful process workshopping with her and developing sense. So she's based on our discussions 
and her seeing what I've done with the film and being in her lab and sniffing away and trying to learn and catch up to her um, as much as I can. She's developed three really interesting scents that aren't necessarily pleasing, but hopefully conceptually or um, sensorially trigger some interesting responses in the viewers. Um, so in total, there are five pieces that I'm uh, showing. Well, I always find it intriguing, the connection between scent and memory. That's right. And so are those scents that people will recognize in their other environs, and they're going to recall vividly what they saw in your installation this summer? That's a really great question. And actually, before we came to the title of A Funneling of Apprehension, um, one of the things we were talking about for these three scents was the act of remembering, because I, I wish Jackie were here um, for us to both talk about this more, but the scents themselves are three three versions or re refinings of the same natural material that then become synthesized. And with each smell, um, there's this decaying of familiarity um, so it, it's exactly you hit you hit the target right there with memory. Um, so hopefully that adds a different but a complementary component to the entire experience I'm trying to convey. Will Oscar's elements also become uh, wrapped into some of this scent uh, element? Well, that's also a really good question because I knew we were sharing the UAG, which is a fantastic gallery space here at UCI. Um, I'm very excited for everyone of all of our guests to come and check out the show. But the scents are very much focused um, to one space. And I don't, we set them up so that they're not powerful enough to really invade the entire gallery. Right, because I guess if it would be too powerful, then you might be limiting your clientele to something. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah. but, and it's it just, you don't ever want to overstate something. Just let the memory sure. o overstate itself. Well, I hope you can come and give <laughs> oh, me your I'm feedback there. on that. I'm, oh, okay. So um, I, I I guess I want, I don't, there's a lot of other points to make up, but uh, bring up and I'm, whether or not I have a chance to bring them all. I want to make sure, besides the opening on Saturday from Fort 8, Laura, Selva, and Oscar, are people going to be able to meet you or is that their only chance to meet you? Well, speaking for myself, I've I've had a couple of guests who have made appointments with me to view the work apart from Saturday, July 12th. So if somebody is really interested, they can reach out through our website, AIR.SplashThat.com and contact us to initiate a meeting with any one of us. And we really welcome it this because it's really just the chance to speak and engage with other creatives. I, I've also set up appointments as well. People who couldn't make it on Saturday so okay. I'll be around. Great because it's, it's a to say oh they were here and you missed them is kind <laughs> of a it's, a it's a sad kind of a <laughs> a message there. Well um, so uh, Oscar uh, you know where I'm going to go next. Are your third graders going to make it down? <laughs> Probably not. Well, maybe uh, you can... Uh, They're there in spirit. Plug this so that they can... Uh, I mean, they, they know you're working on this. They must be helping out in little tiny fringes or somewhere. In spirit, I guess. But uh, I'll be documenting it and putting it up on my website for them to see it. 
Okay, well, I, I wouldn't hold back if I were you, teacher. You've been, you've been putting all this effort into uh, bending their heads uh, at each successive year, another crop of third graders, so uh, their heads got to get bent. They, maybe they're reticent to come to behind the orange uh, curtain, but, uh, so I, <laughs> but I'm thinking this, this would be a, a marvel for them to, to behold. Well, um, let's see here. Besides the opening, we've talked about that. Um, I guess uh, that's really, uh, if there's any other sorts of things, what do Oh, Laura, what do you want people to take away from their experience um, of this whole installation? I'd like them to, uh, wow, that's such a good question. I, I, I want people to, to come, and I have a, a number of people who are going to be coming, and they'll, bringing, they'll be bringing kids, so not Please, Oscars, third graders, <laughs> but they will be bringing children. I, I just, I want people to come, and I want them to to stop and think and just and just take time to stop and and just think and and reflect. Hmm. And I want to add one other detail with the the expression Caesara um, Caesara is you know Caesar was born from a cesarean delivery. Mm-hmm. That's where the name came from and that's that's the first cut. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I just thought that was a uh, uh, and that it comes uh, Macbeth miscalculated when he uh, man not born of woman so anyway mm. that so right. that the, oh, right right, yes. right so anyway that uh, it's an important um, i think the first reference of where all this is going to be stemming from so i mm-hmm. i it's phenomenal it's first rate hyper professional creative innovative synergistic work and uh, saturday everybody uh, you know already now at air uh, Following it at air.splashthat.com, Saturday at the University Art Gallery, 4 to 8 o'clock is the opening. And this, how long will this continue your installation? Two weeks. Until, Until the 26th. 26th. Okay. July 26th. All right. Well, that is good news for people that are, uh, they can, what if they can catch the New Swan Theater play? They can go to the gallery and go to the, oh, to that the was, theater. That was one of the reasons we decided to do um, the, t- the time that we chose, so that people could do both. Amen. <laughs> we, you are so all of you putting Orange County and Irvine and this part of the town uh, on the map, and I thank you all for that. I laud you big time. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, I want to thank uh, Laura, Mora, and uh, Sewa Sweden, Oscar Castrillon for coming here, who are artists and curator in residence here. Uh, it's the inaugural summer program. I want to thank them very much for being on here. Well, I've got a few announcements. I've, there are a lot of them. I want everybody to bear with me while we're um, we're uh, closing the show. I'm just brimming with news. Just wanted to let you know about training to have your own show here on KUCI. This is the time that not only students, staff, and faculty are eligible. Community members, that is non-UCI affiliated individuals, can take the training as well. Tonight, the class for summer quarter begins at 7 p.m. Uh, in the HICF 100K building that will continue each Tuesday for eight weeks. The classes will run for approximately one hour, easily done, folks, and will be held on campus. There's no need to sign up, just show up. The charge is 25 bucks for the course uh, that covers our costs of printing the manual. Details are on our website at KUCI.org, or you can contact training at um, KUCI.org. If you want to commiserate with knowledgeable, level-headed individuals about 
what is taking place around Jerusalem and in the occupied territories. The Cousins Club will be meeting next Tuesday evening at their usual meeting place, 15500 Sand Canyon Avenue, in the same parking lot as the Irvine Ranch Water District offices. The entrance is on the far left of the parking lot, and the community meeting room is on the door. www.cousinsclubOC.org is where you can find more details. We've only one week to speak out about uh, submitting, one week left that is, provide public comments to the Federal Communications Commission before the July 15 deadline to request that Chairman Tom Wheeler and the rest of the commission take the necessary step of reclassifying the internet as a public utility. Big step, big critical matter. Heather McCoy shows covered this. Many nonprofits have been gathering signatures. Now it's time to appeal for net neutrality. Well, that's all the time we have. It's been a wonderful show with so much talent, so much creativity and verve. Next week, we'll hear from Leanne Brown, whose successful Kickstarter program is helping distribute her remarkable creation, Good and Cheap, a beautiful cookbook of recipes designed for a $4-day food stamps budget. More programming's in the works, of course. Talk with you next week. Thank you for listening.